Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Asset Management Group's Private Client Podcast. Andrew Nida here with Moise Param, Friday 6 to the 1st. Friday of June, and what a beautiful Friday it is. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, man, it's fantastic. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Although I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt. Which, which is silly. <laughs> yes, yes. Casual day Friday, right? Uh, Shorts. And I am wearing jeans. A but... polo, and then all the good, awesome clients that are okay with you wearing shorts and a polo on a Friday. <laughs> uh, we just got back actually from walk-in our radio show, The Golden Life, which airs local here in Cartersville on WBHF AM 1450. And FM 91.7? God, I should probably know that. I should probably know that. Yeah, you look it up. So The Golden Life was a show that my dad had for years, over a decade, every single Friday uh, that he did right here in Cartersville. And so obviously with his passing and, and us coming back home, it only seemed right to be back up here in Cartersville. 100.3 FM. 100.3 FM. So you can always go online too if you guys ever want to listen to it. It's uh, WBHF right here in Cartersville, Georgia. The Golden Life airs every Friday morning. It is a live show and uh, just a fun time. It's really fun for me, you know, just, uh, you know, being another, getting better at being more present in the community. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it's always great to, you know, meet with Kevin, talk to Kevin, have breakfast with Kevin, uh, learn about what's going on, activities that are going on, not just here in Cartersville, but even in Daresville, uh, uh, U-Harley, just all parts of Northwest Georgia. So yeah, it's been a great experience for for what, the last six months? Oh yeah. Six months. Six months. Yeah, Yeah. it's been great. Great experience. And and hope you guys had an awesome Memorial Day weekend. Um, Made it a short week over here. That's always not too bad. And uh, actually, we got out and did did some trout fishing on Memorial Day. Actually, Monday, and it was great, right? Oh man, it was fantastic. So, so we, uh, you know, it, I don't know if you guys are, if any of you are fishermen, but um, I don't claim to be, but I do love to fish and hunt. So, we, uh, my uncle, which is an avid outdoorsman, uh, taught us how to euro nymph on a fly rod, and so it's a way of fly fishing. And you're using tungsten weights or whatever. So not a ton of people, I believe, here in Georgia actually Eurofish. And so it's so funny because you you get up. We went to Blue Ridge. Uh, we fished Cooper Creek. And you get in this river and you're fishing behind, you know, people may be ahead of you. And they're just working, working the holes. Keep They keep wading through the water, keep going down. And we're coming behind them, hitting them. Hitting them. And it's hilarious. It is so much fun. So, I mean, so, catch. so literally in a matter of two and a half hours, because my oldest son wasn't feeling great. So, so we ended up having to call it quits, but it was me, my oldest son, actually me and all my boys. So me and my three boys and, and Amy was there taking photos. So by the way, if you want to see the photos, you got to team up with us on Facebook and Instagram, make sure you take time to do that. That's important. We want you guys to be connected uh, in more ways than just business. But you'll see some of the fishing photos that she took. But uh, we touched 25 in a matter of two and a half hours and landed right at 20, 20 trout. Wow. And um, oh, it was fantastic. Awesome. So here's my offer. I don't know if any of you guys actually fly fish or trout fish. But if you do, I want you to let me know. And we're going to plan a day. We're going to plan a day to go trout fish. That'd be fun. Yeah. So if you're, if you're somewhere around and you're like, hey, man, I'd love to go trout fish. I, I could do that then you let me know and we're going to plan it over the summer. We'll pick a Friday or something like that and just get up early in the morning, get out of here and 
Go knock it down. Some trout fishing, yeah. That's a good day. That's a good day. That's a good day. There's I haven't like fished it. much, but when I when when I have, I've had a great time. I've it had is an amazing time. Oh, whether I catch anything or not, it's just the the motion, the being out there. It's just it's just relaxing, fun. It is. It is relaxing. You're just you're you're working the river, and and I think that's that's one of the most beautiful parts of it. You're just away from everything in the water, you know, working these the the, the stream, and it's just oh, it's fantastic, fantastic. So. Anyway, thought we'd throw that out there. And uh, what else? Um, Nothing else on a personal note? On a personal note, this weekend, um, my, old, my second oldest, Alex, he is uh, starting the process of, of moving out. He's moving to uh, uh, moving in with his second cousin um, out in Gainesville because he's just accepted a position with his other second cousin, Chas, who owns a... Um, it's an industrial door um, gate garage um, garage door manufacturer up in uh, Gainesville, and you know uh, his name is Chas Allison, and he's you know he's basically putting Alex under his wing. It's going to teach him, you know, he's yeah. the training program that he has to go through. Lots to learn, a lot to learn, but it's a great opportunity. And because the because the position's out in Gainesville, the commute from Cartersville to Gainesville obviously is not going to happen. So you know, Alex is you know taking this as a great opportunity to learn. And uh, see if this is something that he wants to do long term, um, and you know, again learn business management, business planning uh, with his with his second cousin. So we're gonna start you know transitioning and moving um, some things this weekend. And yeah, his first day is gonna be the I believe the fifteenth. Yeah, I think that's a good opportunity just to just to promote Chas. Yeah, my first cousin. If you guys uh, if you ever need a replacement for a garage door, or you're building a house, you need new garage doors or you're working on electric gates or if it's a commercial building as well. He does all of that. So owns a very successful company located out of Gainesville, but they have installers all over yeah. the state of Georgia. And I think even out some in the Southeast. It's called door lift experts, door lift experts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great work. Great guy. Great company. Um, well, that's good. Good for Alex yeah. needed. And, um, so anyway, just a, just a few updates, not a whole lot going on this week, but we do want to encourage you guys to make sure that you have access to a website advisor client. It should be the place that you go to on your phone, on an app, as well as online to be able to view your investment accounts that are at TD Ameritrade Institutional. Once again, that website is advisorclient.com. The reason it's important that you have access to this website to view your accounts is because this is uh, the way that Charles Schwab has decided to communicate on a lot of their updates is going to be through the messaging when you log in. So when you log into your account, you're occasionally going to see a pop-up message, which is going to be from Charles Schwab regarding the transition. Of course, we're going to keep you up to speed, but it is necessary that you guys have access. It's going to make the transition process so much smoother, especially from an online access standpoint. If you already have access to advisor client, when we transition to Charles Schwab, because of that access point, you will be granted access to Charles Schwab. So once again, we need everybody to ensure that this is in place. If it is, if it is not, or if you are unsure if you have it in place, all you need to do is send us a message and ask. Text us on our team chat, shoot over an email to Team AMG, or just give us a phone call. Uh, our team will sit down with you and ensure that this is up and going and that you have that access point to view your investment accounts there at TD Ameritrade. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, big news in the week. Big news. Big news. I was obviously last night, early this morning, the uh, the U.S. debt ceiling agreement was reached and put in place. So finally, we can put that to to bed for two years, maybe. We 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 <laughs> have now. we have all agreed to to spend more money. We, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Wait. Uh, <laughs> no. Listen. I mean, it's um. It, I, I, not to take it lightly, it, it obviously it had to pass. I think that was right. never of a major question. There was there was no option. There's there's no way as a country we could default. No, it on can't, our obligations. Yeah, you can't default on your obligations, and you can't lose the quality um, of the debt that we service. It just it just can't happen. Credit quality is super important here to the United States and our our economy here, um, and global economies as well. But but it is one less thing off the table for now. Yeah. And we've talked about, you know, we've talked about in meetings and then just on the podcast and through videos and blogs that, you know, we're in a sideways market. And and one of the challenges of being in this market is really understanding the change or the future change of trend from here. You know, markets have been very much up and down, high volatility, but overall left to right for over 12 months. Um, and, and we've made this statement in reference many times. And as a result, not really going anywhere makes it appear that these markets and the pricing of investments and investors themselves are waiting for something that's going to give us a, a clear indication as the overall direction of the economy. And that's kind of where we're sitting at. And we're still there. But to have the debt selling uh, crisis, if that's what you want to call it, out of the way is one less thing that we have to worry about. And I right. think that's that's definitely something we don't want to take for granted. It's a benefit to not have that lingering anymore. It just, you know, although I think most investors knew that it had to pass, it's still the subtle, like, you know, what if, what if scenario kind of lingering that it's, it's just got to get behind us now extended for one year, a few more trillion to spend. Right. That's, you know, that is what it is. Well, but we're going to address it next year. Not yeah. this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, part of the bill, uh, not to get too detailed behind it, but, you know, there was, uh, let's see what it says here, non-defense spending for, for the government will remain flat for the next year. Uh, the bill capped the rise at, to 1% to, for 2025. Uh, some tightening on spending there. Defense spending will be allowed to raise by 3%. It um, uh, looks like some COVID relief, unspent COVID relief money would have to be paid, would has to be returned. And uh, some re- work requirements for food stamp. There programs. was unspent COVID relief money. That's interesting. I guess it looks like to the tune of thirty billion. What? Oh my gosh! We should apply for applications. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Calm down. Um, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna spend extra anywhere, I would think you know our defense might be a good place to spend. So that's a good a good increase. Yeah. I'm interested, guys. Th- this is important to to remember. Not so much for yourself. Most of our clients are not dealing with um, um, higher education debt, school loans. But but many of you know someone that is. It's your children or potentially your grandchildren that that are carrying this this liability. It's been pushed down the road for three years now. Right. And and these individuals that are carrying this student loan these student loans haven't had to make a payment on the student loans. And, you know, much of the reason I think that we have not, you know, made the payments and people have kind of pushed this thing down the road is just this hope, if you will, Mm -hmm. that the government would, would wipe it out. 
you know, mm-hmm. that, that there would be a forgiveness, all loans would be behind us. And as a result, uh, you know, there's no point in rushing the payment without knowing for sure if the government is going to, to eliminate it. But, but I think there's a other side to that coin that we have to consider. And that is this, what was wrapped up in this original bill was this understanding that, that this whole forgiveness thing is actually not going to happen. And not only is it not going to happen because it would be billions of dollars that, that the government's sacrificing, it, they may go ahead and start repayments back active again as early as September. Now, we don't know for sure if that's going to be true, but one of the concerns that we have is, is some clients, and, and I'm sure some clients' family members, have been not paying on the loan, and, and we don't you know, altogether know if that's the right, that's the best decision. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know we can't fix the past, but I, I've always promoted the concept of, you know, you could roll the dice on the government's forgiveness or you could be making payments while there's no interest right. and try to eliminate a, a, as much debt as possible without having to pay a rate on the loan. So it's a free interest loan that may be coming to an end. And so, you know, if you, if you know someone that is, that is carrying uh, student loans, have them be mindful about the situation and that, you know, deferral just because the government says you can, doesn't make it the best thing for your personal finances. Right. And I know we don't talk about debt all the time. We don't, you know, most of our clients aren't dealing with this type of issue, but, but I think it's worth noting. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I mean, like this, 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 this three year window was an opportunity to, you know, either eliminate, make a, a, a massive dent in your principal without right, interest, without interest. Right. Or even if you were strategic about it, right. If, if, if it was, well, I'm going to save maybe in the high interest savings account because we've seen these rates go from basically nothing to four, four and a half percent. Um, some even 5%, you know, uh, over the last few days with this anticipation of, well, I'm going to save systematically proactively with this in mind. And when this time comes, I've built this, this, asset, if you want to call it, and, and pay off the debt, but, you know, not squandering, hopefully people weren't squandering this last three years right? and this opportunity to really make a dent in their debt. Yeah, so. you're right. And, and I want to, for the, for the last few minutes of, of this podcast for today, I'm going to take a twist on you, Mo. Okay. I know we were going to plan on talking about the job reports and the unemployment rates, all that good stuff. Right. But, but actually I want to, I want to mention a question that we've heard from a few clients over the recent meetings about why it is that we like and prefer to own individual equities, individual stock oh, okay. in a season like this. So, so, you know, we, we were actually posed this question just, um, yes, was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday in visiting with some clients out of, uh, Birmingham. And the question was, you know, essentially, you know, I have friends that work with Edward Jones, friends that have advisors with other institutions like maybe Charles Schwab or a Fidelity or something like that. And and they don't own individual stock. They just own mutual funds. Why is it that we prefer to own not not all, obviously, individual stock, but we own a healthy amount of someone's portfolio, typically in individual equities or individual positions in general? All right. And, and so I think it's a fair question and one worth noting if you're out there and you're kind of pondering the same thought. And, and here's what I would tell you, just a few, a few kind of key, key points here. Number one, um, in, in a world that we've been in where you're seeing, you know, economic repression, depression, not depression, but a pressing of, of economic pricing on most investments in most sectors, 
buying a mutual fund gives you that wide diversification, which is beneficial, but it also hurts when you're seeing a push down on pricing across the board throughout the economy. Okay. So how do you hedge that? If you buy individual companies, one of the controllable items is you can buy good quality companies, right? right? You can go out there and say, okay, instead of buying the S and P 500, I can go buy a company that I know is consistent in, in seasons like this historically. Right. And then of course, you know, I'll make, I'll give you, throw it to you as far as like what we might consider in that, but looking at obviously the financials of the company, the sustainability of the company, um, looking at, at looking at, you know, P and L's, um, uh, earnings and, uh-huh. and items that really make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know, one of the things when, when we're looking at individual stocks overall is looking at, you know, one thing we look at is valuation, right? You know, are we, are we overpaying or underpaying for a stock? And that's one thing you always want to take into consideration because you don't ever want to be in a position where you're overpaying for a stock, mm-hmm. uh, overpaying for any item, right? I mean, what's, what's, you know, that, that, that's, that's a course for if there's any type of correction, pullback in the market. And if, you're over, if you've overpaid, then it, it's hard to get back and get back on the right track because you're already, you know, you're already behind the eight ball from the get go. Right. So, you know, valuation is one thing we look at. And also, uh, I don't want to get too technical, but moat, mm-hmm. you know, moat is essentially, if you think about a moat of a castle, right, it's, it's the separation between the land and the actual castle itself. Well, moat and investing is, you know, what's the separation between you and your competition? And the bigger the moat is a bigger discrep- discrepancy, a bigger advantage you have against your competition. So when it comes to, you know, do I buy company A or company B? Well, if company A has a bigger, um, a wider range of uh, separation from its competition than company B, then it makes it more attractive. For because, sure. You know, it makes it a little more stickier. Yeah. Right. That, um, so, yeah. So those are a couple of things that we look for. When, we, when we're looking at individual stocks overall. But, you know, some of the advantages of also buying individual stocks, especially if you have a brokerage account, if you have a, uh, a non-qualified account, is the ability to do some tax loss harvesting. Right. Which so, you can't really do in a mutual fund wrapper. Yeah, this is, this is probably one of the most essential points to it is most of our clients, being that they're higher net worth clients, they are sitting in a large amount in what we would call essentially non-qualified or taxable accounts where taxable gains are essential to the management of the asset and, and the overall uh, strategy. And so, you know, actually, then that speaks to part of the transition that we've made. Part of the transition we have made recently or in the process of making, many of you guys know this, we've talked about it, and, and we're starting actually this week to see this transition to our new platform, was to enhance the technology on the tax loss harvesting side. So why do we own individual equities? Well, think about it. If you own a mutual fund, okay, not only, not only do you not own the granular level of the individual position, meaning that you own one share of one fund, and if that share is up, then the sell of that share realizes the positive gain. What you don't get to take advantage of, which the people inside the fund do, is the actual price difference from one company to another that is making up this average rate of the fund. So give it, kind of make it real simple here. If you buy the S&P 500, okay, you're owning a mutual fund that reflects the average of the companies that are within the S&P 500. If you go and buy 100 companies and own very little of a percentage of each, but you own them independently, yes, it's a lot of positions within your account. It seems a little overwhelming because you're like, man, I own a lot of different individual stock. But the benefit of that 
is it's likely in any given cycle that not all 100 companies are up. Not all companies in the S&P 500 are having a good year every year. I mean, this year. Yeah. This year, for a good example, I mean, as of last week, I think there was like 85% of the S&P's growth was based off of eight or nine companies. Right. The average return of the top eight or nine companies in the S&P was like 30 plus percent. Right. And the remaining 493 was like, you know, flat or negative. Yeah, there's a joke that there's an S&P uh, seven and the S&P 493. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, so the reality is, is when you're using a taxable account, it just gives you so much more flexibility from a tax loss harvesting standpoint. So, you know, once again, our clients warrant a more detailed granular way of not just planning, but ultimately investing right. and, and tax efficiency is a necessary piece to that puzzle. And so, you know, it's just another reason why we own individual positions much within brokerage accounts. So, yeah, I mean, there was a couple that came to our office, so we're still working on whether they're, you know, joining the team or not, but, um, and we showed them the, uh, an example of tax loss harvesting with a proposal and it, and it, you know, if they implemented the strategies that we were recommending as of last year, I think it was a, uh, uh, increased performance of about one and a half, almost 2%. Yeah, it was like 1.73. 1.73. Mm-hmm. And that's just with good, with the ability to offset some of the lo- gains with the losses. Yeah, that's crazy. So so we're not even talking about just overall enhancements in the investing uh, or performance of the underlying investments, just purely tax loss harvesting the account, especially with our new platform, uh, increases total yield, total return of 1.73. Yeah. That's insane. That was insane. So anyway, just a few nuggets there to hang on to. With that said, we know we went a little bit long on today's show, uh, but thought it was a good question yeah, and good some question. good good things to discuss with you guys. Uh, with that said, enjoy the weekend. Take me up on the offer of fishing. Yeah, we should totally do that. Yeah. I hope somebody gives me a call and says, Andrew, you know what? Love to go fish with you, man. Let's go do it. So take me up on it and uh, – Get me out of the office for a day. Who, you know, why not? Why not? I will leave everything with Mo to handle. (laughs) Anyway, you guys be blessed. Okay. Love on somebody this weekend. Share, help, assist somebody this weekend. Live well. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or enter offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.